This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back again to the Bachelor Podcast. Uh, we are already in episode six of this season. Um, even with our little mini rebirth uh, with Tasha. But welcome back. Uh, welcome back, Katie. Thank you. How are you doing? Doing great. Another week uh, of Tasha is better than not another week of Claire. <laughs> don't say the C word. We've gone over that. Um, are you prepared to do some wrestling? Not with me, but just in general. I am. I'm ready. Or are you going to opt out because of your shoulder? You know, I do have some shoulder problems sometimes, so we'll see how it goes. But you've got the big guns now because you've been picking up the twins. So, I mean, you don't get a better workout than that. That's true. All day long. For combined of like 42 pounds. So that's impressive. But welcome back to everyone. And uh, we're going to have our friend Jared joining us in a little bit. Uh, He was a big part of this week's episode. Jared and Ashley helped lead the group date. So we'll talk a little bit about that and then go a little bit more in depth when Jared joins us to break down maybe a big future for him in in Bachelor Universe as they sort of search for uh, people to help out with these dates. I thought him and Ashley did a good job. Yes. We'll start with that group date, sort of the grown-ass man slash man-child group date. If you drank every time they said grown-ass man, you would black out within the first 10 minutes of the show. Yeah, there was definitely a theme this this week between grown-ass man and smoke show. It was like equal to Claire saying that Dale showed up. I kind of miss talking about just people showing up. Instead, we've been focusing on an old reliable of the right reasons, and we've gotten more into the weeds with that. Um, after not having that as much because everything was all about, I just want someone to show up. But now, Tasha doesn't want you just to show up. She wants you to show up for the right reasons. Do grown-ass man. and So that's where we'll start with grown-ass man slash man-child and the group date, which uh, saw uh, Montel, Ivan, Damar, Ben, Chasen, Joe, Ed, and Bennett um, all try to show that they were well-rounded and ready to show that they were grown-ass men. Smart, physically able, um, you know, just, it, I, it was perfect editing for Bennett's commentary. And he had a lot of commentary on the state. Um, but it was just perfect editing for producers and he did not excel in this <laughs> at all. Um, but somehow... I mean- and we don't really know that well. Bennett, yeah, I mean, we don't know that Bennett excelled in any of them. 
to be honest with you. And, um, you know, he got the questions we saw wrong. He was unable to compete. So he says in the, uh, the little tug of war or whatever you want to call it. And then breakfast in bed, she didn't actually taste what he made. Yeah. It really, it looks like he just mushed a bunch of stuff together for, for, for a smoothie and then got into bed. Yeah. She didn't love it, but she also didn't hate the whole thing either. It was hard to read. And so somehow uh, Bennett comes out of that, even though he did not participate in all three and in one he bombed and in the other one, I mean, again, more show than, than anything else. And he comes out as the grown ass man, which I'm going to have to to take Jared to task for that one. And we will be doing that shortly. Yeah. I think we need a better definition (laughs) of what that means. Yeah, and Ed gets the man-child award, which I thought was premature. Um, I mean, I watching it live, I thought, wow, I mean, like, what did Ed do that was so bad? And then after watching the rest of the episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he is absolutely the definition of a man-child. It was definitely some foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, um, when they ended up going to the after party at first you thought it was all going to be everybody against Bennett because he's still wearing his robe and everybody's calling him out. Uh, and all of a sudden he throws Ed under the bus by saying, listen, Chase, and I, you know, you're just, we just think you're a joke. Ed over here was saying, and instead of Ed turning to Bennett, be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. He, he says, absolutely right. You're just, you're an actor, a bad actor at that. And then all of a sudden it's Ed versus Jason and Bennett's in the clear. Yeah. I was definitely, yeah. After that, the whole date part, I was definitely expecting everyone to, you know, hate on Bennett, be against Bennett, like, everything about this group date painted Bennett basically in a poor light. So I was like, we're finally getting the Bennett that we knew was in Bennett, but we hadn't totally. to seen it, to see it. Um, and then it just, he just b- literally sat back <laughs> and, you know, watched the whole Chasen versus Ed thing unfold. Um, and I had nothing against Chasen at all like we never really saw him um this date he wasn't bad i mean he was kind of annoying in the last part when (laughs) um when he got in bed with her during the date like with the no shirt thing but they were all kind of being annoying at that point so um but as soon as that that uh after party happened he was just like i was like okay this he needs he needs to go yeah it's a lot and You know, this started basically the whole episode of what the rest of the way, what we got, which was basically, you know, Chasen complaining and then Ed complaining. And then the the ultimate sin, which you're never supposed to do, we talk about it all the time, is what you don't do is you don't go to the bachelor or bachelorette and specifically complain about another person. You don't itch. You don't. Yes, exactly. Itches get stitches. And uh, a little upset that she didn't send them both home right away, or at all, for that matter. I mean, geez, um, how they both. But then, really, what would be left for drama the next couple weeks? I get it, and that's where you totally get into this idea of producer picks and not allowing that to uh, to go away. I mean, 
they would have no problem finding something, but clearly they, they saw, okay, we're going to be able to ride this one pretty good. And um, even though it's early on in the season for any sort of two on one, um, we can build enough drama as we saw in the, the next group date is mm-hmm. we can find plenty of drama to build around the two of them, even if it's not just the two of them. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that I took out of um, this cocktail party, other than um, them going back and forth, and there's there's plenty more to talk about there, was this idea that, so Chasen's trying to find another thing to call Tasha because apparently he can't use the same description for two different women. That's just unacceptable. He decides to go with Smoke Show. Yeah, sure does. I don't know. And I, I've, I have a feeling, judging by your response there, that we're going to be on opposite sides of this. Is that so bad? Okay. I don't think it's as bad as they made it seem. I think, I don't know. You're in, you're in a group that, like, you're on TV. So you want to be, like, the most respectful guy. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be painted in a disrespectful light. And I think that was just, that just fueled the fire of you know, something to go after Chasen because I'm sure as soon as it's going to be brought up to Tasia, she's going to be like, that's disrespectful. And it's going to go poorly in his favor. It might. And that, and that I honestly expected to be the next scene was somebody, especially with all the tattletaling that was going on to run over to her and be like, Oh my God, Chasen called you a smoke show. But that's where I started to think, I mean, first of all, right off the top, I didn't think anything was wrong with it, but then I thought, well, maybe they don't actually think there's anything wrong with it either. So they want to sort of, like you said, look like the most respectful guy there or try to look like. There was a lot of silence too. So I think like a lot of the guys wanted to see how other guys reacted. Like, I don't think, you know, one guy wanted to be like, yeah, you're right. She is. Or wanted to be the first one to say, you know, that's disrespectful. You shouldn't call her that. I don't think anyone had an actual stance on it. So that's why it was kind of just like silence and people not knowing what to say. Yeah. I mean, the the funniest thing, I guess, was the fact that they asked him to come up with an adjective and he he came up with a noun. And I thought that was that was funny. And um, Bennett finally, after failing class earlier in the day, he comes through and I'm like, okay, well, yes, that is very funny. But I just... And the fact that he repeated it multiple times clearly shows he doesn't see anything wrong with it. Um, and after all of Chase and stuff, I don't want to be defending him, but he, re- he repeated it more than a few times. But but in this case, I just I don't I don't and again I I'm never going to be called a smoke show, so I don't have to respond. But like, would you would you be that? I mean, obviously you don't want to get catcalled ever, but I don't know if when you were dating before like you guys got married if if nick had said like oh wow you're a smoke show like that would offend you i don't think it's as offensive as people are making it to be i don't think it was the right thing to say in in front of the group of guys that you're all right dating um so i can see where i mean especially like nowadays how you can see that it was you know offensive quote unquote I can see how it can be disrespectful when you're with a bunch of guys like that. And I think, like I said, I don't think, I think they didn't know how to react. So that's why there was no reaction. And it kind of went the don't talk about my girl like that. Um, Right. Yeah. Definitely some chest, chest. Even though you're all, you know, you're all dating the same girl. (laughs) Right. It's obviously a unique situation anyways, but you know, we're in this show that you have, 
people doing stri- strip dot guys doing strip dodgeball and you have guys getting literally oiled up and then wrestling. So I don't know whether it's just the, the multiple double standards or whatever, but I just, for some reason, I couldn't understand this issue people were taking with saying, calling Tasha a smoke show. Like I, I think Tasha's great, but guess what? Tasha's a smoke show. I don't like if I'm being offensive, I, okay, I'm sorry, but it's just, I, I, I just I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I also think it's the way he said it too. Yeah. And you don't, I agree with you hundred percent. You probably don't want to say it in front of the entire group. I totally get that. But if he were to have just said it in the, well, yeah, I'm here because she's hot. And then everyone's, you know, everyone's taking it as, oh, you're just here because she's hot. You're not, you don't want to get to know her. You don't want to, I think that's the route it was going. And that I get hundred percent offensive. I think the route and the way he was trying to say it, that's what, was getting people riled up. And I get that because it goes back to the brand Don of, you know, Oh my God, you're, you're so gorgeous. And they're like, okay, well, what else do you like about me? And well, you're real pretty. Uh, so from that perspective, I get it. And if you're only saying that I'm only here because she's a smoke show. Well, I think that's a different conversation to be had. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, again, I hate having to defend this dude, but it just, it didn't seem like that's the way he was saying is that I'm only here because she's a smoke show. Yeah. I think that's the way the guys took it. So I think that's the way that they portrayed it out to be. And that's how everyone else, you know, on social media, everything else took it that way. Yeah. And so, I mean, somehow, even with all that and going back and forth and Tasha having the steel chasing four times and he said, she said, and, and this is one of the case where it probably would have been better just to, to pull uh you know, whether it's a Hannah or a, um, a Claire, sorry to use a C word, but just sit the two down and be like, what's going on. Yeah. And then this is over. Okay. And just send them home. Instead, somehow they both stayed. I don't understand how, I don't understand why other yeah. than the producer drama angle. And Spencer got the night off of being the new villain. <laughs> Like I think everyone forgot about him. And then I think I saw a tweet or something. Someone was like, I thought Spencer was the villain. And like everyone even forgot he existed this whole episode. Cause he wasn't even, he was barely on it. Yeah. We've definitely seen the pivot a few times this season because remember right out of the shoot, Ben, it's going to be a villain. And then, Oh, never mind. And then, Oh, Spencer's going to yeah, be the I villain am today. Yeah. yeah like he, you said it perfectly. He got the night off. It's fine. Like, we don't need you right now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to wait. It's fine. Um, but we did see the end of Jay, Peter, and Montel. At least Jay we saw a little bit of. I honestly, like, he's, Jay has been there the longest, and I still had to look up who he was. I mean, I saw him walk out, and I was like, who is he? So we were complaining about how Tasha only got four new guys. And then what does she do? Is she immediately sends two of them home? Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. So, I actually don't like your picks. I'd let, I'd yeah, let so players. like with most things, I guess the Bachelor producers knew what they were doing because um, they were like, yeah, you guys want more? Trust me, we've seen what the what the options are, and it's not going to go well. So we'll give her this these four, and two are already just gone. Yeah. And then the other two are Noah and Spencer. So, I mean yeah. – so there I you think, go, right there. 
Yes, exactly. So I, I, I will take the mea culpa there and be like, okay, in this case, let's let's trust the professionals with the decision that they made. Um, and so after which I, it seems, I know we just started with her, but it seems like we should have had like four rose ceremonies already. And I, I literally wrote that in my notes. I was like, I, I can't believe this was actually the first rose ceremony. Like, I feel like we've gone through so much with her already and it's already week two, only week two with her. Um, but I can't believe this is the first official rose ceremony with her. Yeah. As soon as she said that, I said, Oh, how did they leave that in? That's such a mistake. And then I'm going through it. Oh no. Wait. Nope. First she, one. She actually, she actually hasn't had a rose ceremony yet. <laughs> And it would, again, in a much better way than we, we had an earlier in the season when it's, you know, you don't realize how, how long it's been since something happened because with Claire, it was like, oh, Dale, 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 oh, pulling teeth. But with this, just because it's been enjoyable and there's been a lot, there's actually been multiple things going on. So we haven't even yeah, had to realize that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which, I mean, God forbid. Um, and, you know, then that led us to the, the second group date which ended up being the oiled up fight club. We see Wells serving as, I guess, the new Fred Willard, even though he didn't yeah, get to say okay with that. much. I'm okay with that choice. I love Wells. I've always Yeah, been. I mean listen, I, let him let him do as much as as he is willing to do. And um same thing with Jared who'll be joining us in a couple minutes here. These people are favorites for a reason. So if Wells wants to do more than pour drinks for, for bachelors and bachelorettes, I'm fine with that. Hello. Oh my God. Speak of the devil. Here is Mr. Game Show host. What do you want to call the grown ass man, grown ass uh, man child um, competition? But uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a, it's funny because uh, if you guys remember Jordan, Jordan Kimball uh, from the show, uh, yes. Last night he tweeted, he's like, why the hell is Jared hosting a grown ass man challenge? And I was like, you know what? This is a fair question. So let's call it, uh, yeah, game show host number one. I don't know. So are you trying to say that you are a man child and not a grown ass man? You know, it's, it's, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like I'm a grown ass man, but I definitely have some man child symptoms. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. What would Ashley say? <laughs> She's such a supportive wife. She'd probably call me a grown ass man, but it's just, she's just being nice. Well, that's one of those cases she would say, oh, totally a grown ass man, honey. And then if someone were nearby, be like, obviously he's a man child. Obviously. Yeah. She tells her parents I'm a man child, but to my face, she'll call me a grown ass man. So, right. So before we dig into things, this, there's one question that all of Bachelor Nation needs to know. And I hate to put you on the spot here, but I have to ask you, have you pre-ordered the Matchbox 20 box set yet? <laughs> not not as of yet, but uh, I, I need to get on that. I know. I'm really just disappointing everybody. Uh, I'm... It's, it's so depressing, Ryan, because they were supposed to go on tour this summer. And of course, you know, COVID has just ruined everything. So I, I don't know the next time I will, all of us will be at some sort of concert. I'm telling Rob and he's going to be very disappointed in you. <laughs> I know. Don't tell him. Don't say anything. <laughs> You get to, to, to host this, again, we'll call you a game show host. It, it was one of the, the better group dates we've seen in a while. But leading up to it, I have to ask you, what was the situation like quarantine-wise? Like how long were you around before you got to actually film the date? So we had to quarantine for five days. And in those five days, we had to get uh, two negative tests. So 
we didn't fly in. So it was in La Quinta and, and we live in Los Angeles. So we just drove down. And then when we got to the resort, we quarantined for three days before we could see anybody just in our hotel room. And then we took a test uh, on the fourth day, uh, got our first negative. And then on the fifth day, we had to take another test to get a second negative. And then on the sixth day, uh, once we had two negatives, we got to film. Is it weird to do everything in this one bubble, really, and not be able to leave and go on these exotic trips or or anything, but have to really just do everything yourself in this one little resort. It definitely was a different vibe because you're so used to these glamorous, over the top, even group dates, you know, and and to have, you know, these guest celebrities come in and, and you're questioning like, oh, who's it gonna be? You know, they've had, you know, Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis in the past and Amy Schumer and, and Backstreet Boys and all these huge names. And now because of COVID and quarantine, they have to kind of, you know, rely on uh, on on former cast members like myself, like Wells and I, Ashley, obviously. And you'll see throughout the season that they bring in a lot of former cast members to try to, you know, make the group dates a little bit more fun, a little bit more interactive. Um, so, you know, I think the production team is doing an incredible job. They they did do an incredible job. Um, they were one of the first shows to come back and film um, during during COVID. So there was tons of protocols put in place and all the producers and cameramen and mic guys and uh, everyone had to wear masks, but it was weird uh, entering into that bubble for Ashlyn and I, just because, you know, all the cast members and Chris Harrison, you know, were hugging and shaking hands. And it was like, this is weird because I, just, I feel like I'm doing something wrong just by, yeah. you know, hugging someone, even though everybody's tested negative. Uh, we're, we're all in this bubble together. So it was, uh, it was a little jarring at first. Um, and then for the group dates, like I said, you know, even the man child date, it was so much fun and it was great, but you know, it was in a, it was in a ballroom and, and, you know, there's, you know, you're so used to going on these group dates, like in the middle of, of the desert and, you know, having a hot tub there and it's, it's, you know, on this beautiful landscape and it's just, it's a different time. You have to explain this to us. We have Bennett. He obviously, if you haven't heard, he went to Harvard. I don't know if you've heard that. It's it's oh, out there. Shocking. I thought he went to uh, URI. Whoops. Well, listen. Considering the questions that were asked and he got wrong, I, I can now tell you that Quinnipiac provides a much better education than Harvard. Did you and Ashley choose the winner? So, did you choose Bennett as the winner for for this group date, or was Tasia give you some input, or how did that process go? Um, it was definitely a, a group effort, uh, but no, Tasha had some input, but it was mostly, honestly, Ashley and I were, we were just like, who do we want to award the grown ass man, uh, oh, 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 you know, plaque to and the man child to and Bennett, come on now, like, you know, he comes in with the robe, his chest hair's flowing out. Uh, he, he sits down on the bed and he's just so ridiculous. It was like, you know what? That's this is a grown ass man. I want to give this plaque to this human being. And then the man child, it was easy with Ed. Come on now. Ed, yeah. Ed, Ed deserved the man child award. You have to tell me, like, how is Bennett the grown ass man, though, after what we saw is he couldn't, he didn't answer any of the questions, right? He couldn't perform the, 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 the tug of war. And then we never saw his breakfast in bed. How is he the winner? Ryan, did you see his chest hair? <laughs> <laughs> that is deserving of the grown ass man award right there. I was a little jealous of that. I'm not going to lie. They did have, Bennett and Tasha did have pretty good chemistry when he served her breakfast in bed. They didn't really show that because it was, you know, meant to be more playful. But she was very 
she was kind of giddy when he got, you know, he sat down on the bed and was in the robe and served her breakfast in bed. And, and it was a little bit surprising to both Ashley and me because, you know, Bennett is such a character. I, I don't think either one of us really thought that they were going to have any chemistry. And so once that happened, um, we, you know, it was like, listen, I think Bennett should get should get this award. And, and for nothing else, it was it's kind of like a, a lifetime achievement award at this point. Like he just deserves <laughs> it for the season. Now, while you were there, did any of the guys just rub you the wrong way? No, shockingly, no, which leads me to another point. I think Tasha slash Claire uh, has some great guys. It's a really good group of dudes. Uh, everybody was super nice down to earth. We, we got to talk to him for a little while when the cameras weren't rolling. And um, we just, you know, shot the shit and... You know, even this season, we've seen it play out like, you know, they're trying to say that Noah's a little bit of a villain or Spencer. But really, there doesn't seem to be any, quote unquote, jerks on this season, like seasons past. It's just like, I, I like this group of guys. Who's your projected winner for Tasha? It's so early. I mean, judging from the previews and like their chemistry already, if I had to guess, I'd say Ben just because they seem to have a pretty strong connection and she seems pretty into him. But also uh, Brendan, the guy that she went on the horseback date with, yes. he's definitely a front runner. Never doubt a guy from Mass. Never, yeah, exactly. It's, right. it's all about that Northeast New England vibe. We really just yeah. give off kind, generous, warm <laughs> feelings to everybody. I think, um, yeah, I think Brendan. So funny enough, Brendan, we saw Tasha and Brendan's date from our hotel room. Uh, that's when we 100% confirmed that Tasha was the new Bachelorette because every day we would kind of peek over our fence because we weren't allowed to leave our room. But lucky, luckily, we had like a little outdoor area. And we kept just looking over, seeing if we could see anything once we started seeing the rumors online. And then finally, one day, we saw Brendan and Tasha horseback riding throughout the resort. And it was like, okay, well. Hmm. You had no idea who the Bachelorette was? No, we went to it thinking it was Claire. 100%. We, we thought... Claire was going to be the bachelorette. We went down there thinking it was Claire. And then while we were quarantining in the hotel room, we still had our phones and all these rumors started spiraling online. And we were like, well, there's no way this is true. This is definitely fabricated. And then as you know, day two, day three, day four, we were in the hotel room and producers weren't telling us anything. The rumors were really picking up steam. And that's when we started looking outside, trying to see if we could see Tasha, see Claire, see anything. And then finally, we saw Brendan and Tasha's date, and uh, that's, that's crazy. It was pretty intense. It was it was fun though, just not knowing, being there, you know, being in the middle of the bubble and not knowing who the hell the Bachelorette was going to be. It was pretty fun. And Wells was quarantined at the same time as you, I'm assuming. Yeah. So we actually I saw him from afar, uh, but he was in a different part of the resort. I was walking to get coffee one day, and I saw him like going into his room, I think, with his mask on. But you're not supposed to really interact with somebody else because you don't know if they're tested. Like, you don't know the state of theirs. They're that makes sense. Them. But so you know he's there. Are you guys texting back and forth? Like, have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were texting with everybody. And it was so funny because uh, Nick Vial called us and because he knew we were down in the bubble. And he's like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, dude, we don't even know. Like, we're so, like, no one's talking to us. We're here, but we have no idea what's happening. Did anyone believe you? They're, yeah, of course, Nick is like, shut the hell up. Just tell me. Uh, and we're like, bro, I swear, we don't know. Everybody thought that we couldn't say anything because of producers. And we're like, honestly, 
they're no, we just don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was fun. you know, and watching the the date that you guys were again game show hosts for the tug of war. First thing I thought of when I when I saw that was MTV's The Challenge. That's something that because we've seen some crossover with with Bachelor people. Would you ever go on MTV's The Challenge? Totally. Why not? Uh, you know, I'm pretty competitive. And so uh, any type of uh, competition show, I'd be 100% down for it. Ashley would be too. We've always thought about doing, you know, it would be fun if like ex-bachelor couples, uh, not ex-couples, but like <laughs> couples from the show that are no longer on the show uh, did like some sort of amazing race. You know, it was like us versus Catherine and Sean and Tanner and Jade and Carly and Evan and and all of us have to do these crazy obstacles to try to, you know, reach this one destination. That'd be fun. But yeah, of course I would do MTV. That would be awesome. Let's yeah. do it. You know what they should do is like the Summer Olympics show that they were supposed to do. I don't know if they're going to do it this year or not because, you know, their their main focus is going to be getting Paradise back. But I feel like they might do a Summer Olympic show as well. I would love if they pivoted and, and, and said instead of single contestants, let's bring back couples from the show and have them compete against each other. That would be great. You've spent some time with Claire, yeah? Post being named the Bachelorette. Uh, not spent time with her, obviously, because she was named like right before COVID. But yeah, we, you know, Ashley talks to Claire. She's friends with her. After seeing everything that's happened and people questioning, well, did they talk? Did they not talk? What's your overall take? Claire, Dale, was it all on the up and up? Are they lying about it all? Or is it just, it is what we saw? I mean, I think it is what we saw. I know that's crazy, but... I, why would they go to these lengths to still lie about it? You know, they're already engaged. They've already left the show. No one cares anymore. With the sit down with Harrison last episode, you would think that if it was true that they talked before the show, they would just admit it instead of continuing with this lie that at this point, I don't think anybody really cares about. I think they might have just met on night one and she is truthful where, where she's saying that she was developing feelings for him when stalking his social media. I don't know. It's crazy because I think you're right. Even if they did come out like now and say, you know what? Actually, we did talk. I think everyone would be like, wait, who are you again? Yeah, <laughs> like, nobody would like, care. They're like, already in the Bachelorette. Like, weren't you, weren't you the Bachelorette like four seasons ago? Exactly. Like nobody, not that they don't care about Clarendale, but like nobody's going to care before the show anymore. It's over. Oh, two quick things before we let you go. Number one, now that you've been around Tasha, do you think like we have a, a quality season waiting for us? Because so far, I think she's knocked it out of the park. Tasha's been a breath of fresh air. I, I think watching her, she's been great. Um, if I had to guess, I don't know if she gets engaged. That would be a it's a total guess. I truly have no idea. Judging by her personality, I feel like she's probably going to take it slow, especially entering the season late. But who the hell knows? But that would be my assumption. I think she'll find her love story, but she doesn't get engaged. Again, complete yeah. guess. I could definitely see her leaving, like leaving with a boyfriend. Because I, totally. I think, not saying that if you get engaged at the end of this, like you're not smart, but I feel like, you know, she wants to take it slow. She actually wants this process and journey to work. And she really is genuinely in this for love. So I could definitely see her leaving with a boyfriend. Well, especially, yeah, she's already been divorced. I'm sure that's in the back of her mind. Ever want to go through that again? So I feel like when Tasha gets engaged, she's going to be like 100% in, knows it's her future husband, person she wants to spend the rest of her life with. And equally as important as the Matchbox 20 question, smoke show. 
Offensive or not offensive? Not offensive. Don't you want to be called a smoke show? Am I That's what I've been saying. Yeah, like call me a smoke show. That makes me so happy. That's we are part of the minority here, though. Everybody seems to be all up in arms about him saying that she's a smoke show. That's so ridiculous. Call her a smoke show. I'm calling Ashley smoke show nonstop now because she wants to be called a smoke show. Smoke, I'm, I'm a thumbs up for smoke show. Agreed, agreed. Well, listen, uh, I appreciate you jumping on after your, your big debut as a game show host. I hope we see more of it. Will we see you at all again this season or one and done? Uh, not this season, no, but you never know what the future has in store. So That sounds like we're going to see you on Matt James's season. Just come back every season. Oh, well, that would be nice. Uh, if, if they'd like to do that, I'm all for it. Uh, well, we appreciate you coming on and, and giving us some insight. And make sure you go pre-order the Matchbox 20 box set. Otherwise, Rob is going to be very upset with you. I'm doing it right now as we speak. <laughs> Jared's a smart man because there's nothing wrong with calling someone a smoke show. I Yeah, and I'm agreeing with you. It, it was the way, you know, we talked about it. it right, exactly. It happened, um, but... Yeah, he's he's on our side. Before we we wrap everything up, uh, we we have to talk about the, the second group date. I, I think Jared gave us a lot of really good insights on grown ass man, but we got to talk about Fight Club. I know you're not supposed to talk about Fight Club, but in this case, we're we are going. We're talking about Fight Club, and uh, Easy, Brendan, Joe, Jordan, Spencer, Ben, Ed, Chasen. Oh, that's a lot of people. Um, and it was really sort of nondescript for a while. I mean, the, they were making such a big deal out of some of these injuries. And it was like, well, it's, it's like rug burn. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a skinned knee. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, I would, I would cry like a, a three-year-old that fell down if that happened to me. But, I mean, these are big, burly dudes. Like, and they're making a big deal out of players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they were getting hit by 350-pound dudes. And they're, they're fine. Like, let's not make a big deal of that. But then you get to, we're finally building up to this Chasen versus Ed moment. And Ed waits until he's already oiled up and already sort of dapped up like, okay, let's have a good fight to say, oh, never mind. I have shoulders that dislocate. I couldn't decide if it was a good, like a good look for him, because if this happened, then, you know, God only knows what would happen if they actually went at it. It would probably be a whole liability thing. Um, or if it was a good look saying, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to fight you. I know I'm the bigger person. I'm just going to blame it on my shoulders. Like <laughs> Because the first group date going into it, Bennett already made it clear that, oh, for, and again, whether it's real or not, who knows, but he's like, I'm not good. I can't do this. Yeah. So if Ed was really concerned about it, wouldn't he have like not even gone to the point of like getting oiled up and doing the different workouts? Wouldn't he just say like, listen, my, cause even during the, the training that the girls were giving them, he could have popped out a shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more of, Oh, they're actually going to put me with chase in. Like I better, <laughs> like, I better, you know, talk to some producer and tell them about my shoulders or something. Because in any fight, crazy always wins. So you you never want to play with that. Yeah, I think maybe like he might have mentioned it and one of the producers was like, hey, aren't you going to hurt your shoulder <laughs> or something like that? Because if they actually went at it, then it it could have gotten it could have been a lot more serious than 
any of those little <laughs> injuries. And he made a good point. He said, because if I go to the hospital, I'm out of the bubble. And yeah. so in that respect, that's that's smart. And also for the first time, it had me thinking like, why are they doing so many physical things when you can't you, get hurt? <laughs> yeah, because if, if it is serious enough that while normally you'd be able to continue on a season, this one you can't, you're gone. It's not, not going to let you, even if their quarantine is, is only five days, um, which is a little bit on the shorter side, but that's a whole other story. They're not bringing, they're not holding you for five days and bringing you back in. Yeah. So that was a little surprising, but then we get to our second sort of, is it controversial moment or not is when he bows out, Chris says, Hey, does anyone want to fight for her? And we get the mustache jumping over the fence, the the second most famous fence jump in, in bachelor history. Um, Loves fence jumps now. And so Noah jumps up and right away, like, yeah, I'll do it. He didn't hesitate. It wasn't a, an awkward moment. Oh, my God, nobody wants to fight for me. Yeah. And the, the, the rest of the guys freaked out. Yeah. And I don't get it. It's I, not I as if. It was a good move on Noah's part. I was like, you're, they literally handed one of you a moment to, to you know, quote, unquote, act, well, not really, quote, unquote, but actually <laughs> fight for her. And that's what she keeps saying she wants. So he took that moment and then everyone's like, oh, I can't believe he did that. Like he didn't crash it. Like Chris Harrison literally said, who wants to, <laughs> who wants to, you know, fight for her. Exactly. Um, and so I, there was no reason for anyone, you know, maybe if there were like five other guys who were like, no, I want to fight. And they chose Noah randomly or something, then maybe they could be upset about it. But I mean, no one else went. So Noah seized that moment and went for it. Yeah, I'm the first one to call these guys out, or girls in that matter, depending on the season, when they show up to dates that they're not invited to. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, like, stay away, and the people should get up in their in their grill about it. But like you said, Chris asked. He answered. And he also didn't invite himself to the after party. She yeah. was the one that said, no, I want you staying around. Because Chris even said, like, oh, everyone – Plus Noah, you're you're going back. And she says, no, I want Noah to be there. Yeah. He did nothing wrong. I mean, you can, you know, certainly his attitude, we can debate, you know, in certain oh, times yeah. that he, he could have handled a little better. But he didn't, there's not, no part of that, which is like, ooh, he's playing outside the lines or whatever. He just, he stepped up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no reason for anyone really to be upset about that. Um, no, obviously not talking about, the little added the attitude and the jabs and everything. But um, yeah, there's, he, there was an opportunity. He took it and you can't be mad at that. No. And I mean, so now it's sort of painted like, like I was saying how we have this pivot to who's the new villain is now they're trying to make it seem like Noah's the new villain, um, which is, it's just kind of funny because he, Chris asked for someone, he stepped up and he actually fought and Tasha thought it was good invites him to the after party. He Uh shaves off his mustache because she very nicely, by the way, told him that she didn't like it. She could have been much more blunt about it. Like shave that. (laughs) I wonder what it would feel like. I mean, like, could she have, she could not have. What you look like. (laughs) She could not have handled that like more delicately. Like clearly she hates the mustache and, you know, because it's. Right. It's because it's a porn stash and. Like, of course you hate it. Um, yeah. But she handled it perfectly. And 
to his credit, again, he stepped up. He realized it. He had a little bit of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And crazy. And exactly. And shows up with the the trimmer, cuts it off. Meanwhile, you know, Ben, who uh, I agree is certainly has to be a front runner because yeah. he, he actually seems to be one of the few that is constantly uh, has rational thoughts. But that whole time just sitting around like, I'm going to wait till the end. And yeah, all right. Is, I, and just taking it for granted. Yeah. I don't think Ben has ever watched the show like ever, like one single episode, because you should know that if you don't just go for it, you're not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed time ever. So if you want to talk to her, you better make sure that you go sooner rather than later, because what happened to you last night (laughs) is going to happen again. And she even pointed it out. She was disappointed in him. Um, But even, even before that, I forget if it was last week or this week, but he was upset he didn't get one of the group roses mm-hmm. because he said he needed the validation. It's literally week one or two. <laughs> like, like you hadn't gone through a rose ceremony yet and you're worried about validation. Like very rarely people get validation unless you're Dale. Um, like it's just part of the show. It's part of the game. Like, you, you, you can always you got you have to interrupt someone and go and take her and have your time and if you think you're going last because you want more time like you should know that that's not how yeah. it goes <laughs> you can always tell the people who haven't watched the show oh yeah because it's just they set it up perfectly and they just and the producers know i mean they, there's a reason they had the camera on them saying this the whole time and like hey come let's do this in the moment since you have all this time before you're gonna go talk to her and they're just i mean talk about a softball because they just know like oh he's gonna wait too long well and yeah he's, he had all these plans in his head he's like i'm gonna take long i'm gonna like have her take a nice you know take a breath a moment to relax about this long date and then they're like all right <laughs> You know, time for the rose, and he's like, "Can I steal you?" And she's like, "Um, no." The night's over. Oh, dude! Like that was so great. Woof! That is rough. And she was like the best line. It's like, "Um, the night's over." (laughs) And and she was honest. She said, "I uh, listen. I was I was you know kind of disappointed that you didn't find me earlier in the night." Yeah, because she could have just left it at that been like no the night's over but it's like yeah I'm, i was kind of disappointed that you didn't come find me earlier and yeah. like dude you know we say this a lot but like is this your first day in this case it is for him because if you'd ever watched the show you would know yeah maybe don't take anything for granted because being last on a, any sort of group date does not guarantee that first yeah. of all time but second of all that all of a sudden you're going to be front of mind and so then you're going to get the the group date rose it doesn't work that way no never and, you know, insult to injury, Noah walks away with the group date Rose for a group date that he wasn't even on. Yeah, I mean, I understand the anger there, um, but still it's not, you know, like we said, it's not like he asked to go. It's not like he, you know, interrupted the date and barged in and was like, I'm making this date my own and then got the Rose. Like, he was actually invited by Chris Harrison, by Tasha. Like, you can't get mad at that. Yeah, and even Ben being upset that well, he got two times with her, and, and again because she wanted him to shave the mustache off, and 
and, and he, he did it. I'm talking, doing in the moment interviews. Like. Yeah, exactly. Bragging about how like, oh, we're going to save it for last. And it's going to, we're going to have such a great time. Okay. I already know what we're going to yeah, talk about. Relax. Like, like, no, you missed your chance. And so listen, next week we're going to have a talent show, which is always exciting because, oh yeah, you know, you're going to have half that have a legitimate like stage talent or at least something that will be fun to show. Then of the, the, the half that are left, you're going to have a few that they won't even show because it's just going to be boring. But it's that other group that <laughs> is not good, but that is beautiful television. And oh, yeah. that's good. That is really, that's going to be the sweet spot that's of this episode. Cool. Yes. Cool. And I guess the question becomes, because we keep talking about it, Who's the current villain? Because we seem to have like four options. I mean, for Ed and Chasen are pretty tied for the, this. Like Spencer's not even in my mind anymore. Like I don't even remember why Spencer was the villain last <laughs> week. Um, but it's just like Ed's just angry. I think it's it's some jealousy. And then Chasen just, you know, feeds into it and just makes makes Ed more mad and then it makes every, it makes everyone annoyed with them. Um I say they're tied right now and they both need to go. Because well that's that's absolutely true. But then you have Bennett who on a turn of a dime just gets everybody so upset. And then now Noah, who again through no real fault of his own in my mind, is public enemy number one all of a sudden. Yeah. I feel like I mean Bennett is definitely a special person. Um, sure is. But like, I don't, I mean, you can be annoyed with him, but like, I feel like you can't hate him for some reason. He definitely has. Yeah, he has. A personality trait that like, isn't that bad. And it's, I feel like I'm, I was kind of with Tasha like that. Like, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. <laughs> Like it's, 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 it's weird. Like there's something about him that's like, no, he needs to stick around because like, it's actually makes this, he makes this season, you know, I don't know funny, like, cause he's not that funny, but it's just something he, about him that he, he just needs, I think it's his commentary. Yeah. He's not obviously funny. Um, no. And he's not really obviously anything. I think we're, that's what we're finding, but he has this way about him that, I think the the ease of everything, which um, I'm sure we find often with people that go to Harvard, because I don't know if you've heard he, he went to Harvard, but oh. it's just sort of the ease of everything, whether it's wearing a robe to a you know an after party and not thinking anything of it. Although, by the way, if you notice, they did not show him when she gave out the rose because he had changed out of the robe and had because you could oh. see him from the reverse shot his his shoulder he had put on like normal clothes again. So. Oh. Something in that in that time period, I don't know why, he changed and they didn't want us to see it. So they did not show him throughout that whole um, – when she sat down and gave out the rose. But that's neither here nor there. But he just – the fact that he could do pull that off and just not get – not, not even offended, but get worked up when people try to get him worked up. Yeah. It's just there's that – I don't know. It's just he has a way about him that, I, like you said, you can't hate him. I could certainly see how people could get annoyed with him. Or yeah, sort of be like, done with him? Yeah, he's definitely, like, on the annoying, uh, you know, spectrum, I think. But 
he like there's something about him like he needs to keep doing commentary he needs to like keep being around <laughs> certainly looks like he's in for for a while and we get another fantastic episode next week before we we say goodbye anything else that could possibly have been going on i mean this episode had a lot but was there anything outside the bubble that we need to know about yes i do have a few things if you watch Dancing with the Stars, Caitlin is a finalist, which is exciting. I think she's been great. Gotta win it. There's been a lot of rumors about Peter and Kelly being engaged, which, ugh, but they've come out and said that <laughs> it's not true. It's just a rumor. They're not, they're just getting, using the time to get to know each other. And even, you know, Barb chimed ugh, in and said that they're doing it day by day. So. Um, Tanner and Jade had their third child. Oh, what they have? Yep, they had a boy, Reed Harrison. Oh, okay. Um, and then Crystal is pregnant. Yeah, that's um, I saw that, and it was the same day that um, her ex posted the like, I'm ready for you know to open up again and it's been a hard, hard road. And it's like, oh, you, you think you've, you've had it bad now. Oh, by the way, here's our sonogram. Yeah, he did, he did a whole article interview of, of how the exact wording was truly heartbroken oh. over her announcement. So yeah, that whole thing is, I thought they were both like great together. It didn't work that out that way, so. Okay. So last year in Napa, mm-hmm. I run into our friend Jared. Right. Uh, thanks for, for joining us today, Jared. And Ashley, along with grocery store Joe, mm-hmm. with Kendall, mm-hmm. and Chris with Crystal. Mm. Two of those three couples have now broken up. At least we have Jared and Ashley. Was it was it something I said? Um <laughs> Um, who was also in that was, was Katie, um, was also in that photo, not you, Katie, but Katie Morton. And Mm -hmm. there was a brief time on the internet where some people, I don't know why, were like, oh, look at Katie's new man. And I'm like, oh, I beg to differ. And and that's nothing against, nothing against Katie. It's, it's about me not wanting to get beat up. So like, (laughs) nope. That is not not a thing. That was funny. <laughs> I swear, um, not a thing. But um, would have been fu- funny if the art like articles started coming out. They're like, "Who is Katie's new man?" <laughs> Us Weekly: Five things you didn't know about Katie's new man. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, does it get me a Diffy eyewear code? Because maybe we can talk. I don't meet Ryan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very very exciting. Oh, geez. Well, we'll be back at it again next week. Of course, thank you to Jared for jumping on. Um, And uh, Katie, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.